All right, we're going to try this for a third time. A couple technical issues, a couple little adjustments, because we're doing an in-person interview uh, podcast guy. Dave, welcome to the show. Uh, we've already run through this. We're going to get to the gamut. Um, we are going to start with everyone's favorite segment, and we've missed it a few times because I can't do a rant. I'm not funny. Dave, you're funny. Um, but we're going to get to some hunting talk in this episode, but I think the rant of the day, go ahead and kick it off. Lay this scene out for us. These individuals, and if we get into swearing, we do apologize, but this this definitely warrants it. <laughs> so, yeah, I will refrain from swearing because we get bad reviews for it, so <laughs> I won't be swearing. Um, but, uh, so, I go, I, I get off work, and I took off and went squirrel hunting, took my daughter and my neighbor out, and we go out for a squirrel hunt that evening. I, um, well, we're out poking around a little bit, whatnot, you know. This is like two weeks ago, roughly. Yeah, yeah, Early about September. two weeks ago. So we start to head back towards the truck, and um, we hear some noise. It sounds like power tools of some sort, or maybe like a dirt bike or mopeds. You can't really hear it. It just sounds like something's happening down like in the valley somewhere. So the truck is parked down low, and I'm up on the hillside. There's a hillside on both sides of the a road there. Mm-hmm. And so the truck's, the road's kind of down in the bottom. So, you know, and all that stuff kind of bounces around, little rollers and whatnot. So you never really know what noises are, you know, that specifically. So we're kind of getting closer and closer, kind of going up and down some little rollers. And um, as we get closer, I'm like, I know that's, that sounds like it's down there by my truck. I'm starting to kind of freak out. And then we go up another roller, and I'm like, dude, that's definitely down by my truck. So I start, like, hauling butt towards towards where my truck's at through the woods, you know. And as I get over there and I start to crest over the hill and look down towards where my truck's at, there's a white pickup truck who who jumps in there two guys jump in the truck so did they, and they see burn you? rubber they saw or heard me yeah i think they had a lookout mm. and they they start burning rubber and and they peel off and at this point so i'm carrying my 22 you know my scope 22 with me i draw it up on their truck i'm like i'm about to shoot the side of their truck like you know it's like a there's like a two second three second window there where about eight million thoughts ran through my mind i'm like do i shoot the side of the truck do I not shoot him? Do I just shoot one in the air just to scare him? Do I try to shoot out the tire like John Wayne? You know, what do I do in this instance, you know? and Because clearly something, they were they were doing something to the vehicle. Yeah, oh yeah, 100%. And then I was trying to get the, uh, you know, I tried to look at the license plate through a scope. I couldn't see anything, obviously, you know. And then, um, and then so, I, you know, I, I refrained from shooting, obviously, because I'm, you know, one of the million of thoughts that went through my head was, you don't want to kill somebody. <laughs> so, um so I, so then I run down to my truck and I go down there and look and I'm looking around it and I can't find what's wrong with it. I'm walking around, I'm walking around, you know, it's got nicer rims on it, you know, a little bit. I'm like, but it's got locking lug nuts. And I'm like, looking, were they trying to drill these off? What the, what's the deal here? What's going on? I can't find anything wrong. Like, are they trying to drill out the locks where the locks getting drilled out? I couldn't find anything wrong with it. Mind you, we, we went down there to hang. I, I took my neighbor out and we went in the woods 20 yards and did a little pre- pre-hang because he's new to hunting and i'm gonna take him with me this year so we did like a little trial run so i got all my little custom gear stuff right in my truck right and you got your daughter with you like like it's not like you know you were essentially being a good you know individual in society you know you're taking your daughter outdoors versus staying inside on the computer you're introducing a new hunter to uh the outdoors you know and like i would think these individuals i hope they totaled their vehicle around the corner yeah exactly you know, yeah, how, yeah, that's just the lowest of low, you know. And cars drive down this road. That's the odd thing. Yeah, you know? it's, it's not a suit. It's, it's definitely a road with traffic. Yeah. So, so I, I'm Where's still, Ranger Dan? Yeah. Well, I got, like I said, I got loan of custom gear stuff in the backseat, you mm-hmm. know. All, it's all locked, but, you know, uh, but, I mean, why wouldn't they bash out a window at this point? Mm-hmm. So, I, so I can't find out what, what, what they were doing to my truck. And I'm like, well, screw it. Let's start her up and, and go, I guess. And as soon as I started up, and I'm just like, as soon as I, as soon as that happened, I knew they cut my Cadillac Converse off. I was like, I guarantee it. Mm. So I crawl down underneath it, and I see their saw marks. So um, for some reason, my truck has got three Cadillac Converse on it. I didn't know that until I crawled down there. But um, they, they, they cut completely the the front side of one of them. They cut completely through that pipe. And on the back side of one of them, they, they had cut three quarters of the way through. Mm. So I got there with like a quarter inch of metal left holding it on there yeah. before they got it off. So I got there literally in the nick of time to save that. But regardless, 
I still had a cut muffler, mm-hmm. exhaust pipe. So I went ahead and did their police report and all that stuff, um, which they didn't really seem to care, uh, not as much as I thought they would have, you know. I just wanted to let them know, you know, because I, I, I got a pretty good description of the vehicle. It was like a white, older white S10 with a pile of junk in the back, like more crap than you would ever imagine in the back of a truck. Sure. And they had like a couple green totes that I specifically remember seeing because I was looking down into it, you know. And so I did a drive around for probably an hour looking for this truck. Mm-hmm. And never did find it, um, obviously, you know. And, but who knows? You know, you're down in the country. They could pull back behind a house, pull pull that truck into a barn or something, you know. And I'd never see it. Sure. But um, but you know, we when we hunt that area often, I'll uh, I'll, I'll, I'll be, be keeping an eye out. Yeah, 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 yeah. But now I'm almost scared to hunt there again. You know, I mean, what, what kind of dirt bags do that? You know. Yeah, clearly, a, and, and that's broad like, daylight. Yeah, and that's like the worst of worst crimes because the problem is. A carrot converter uh, at, a, at a scrapyard, you might get 25 30 bucks, you know, but they're very expensive to, to replace. Yeah. And so, like, it's like you you, you don't, the, the value that you're, the, the, the burden that you're putting on that person so much more exceeds the value you're going to get from A couple hundred item. dollar job that they made well, 25 I end up bucks. Spending, I end up having to spend 130 bucks just to get because because my exhaust pipe runs right along the frame. Yeah. So it was, and, and they cut it, like, on, like, a curve. Naturally. And so, yeah, and I got a muffler shop that I go to quite a bit. So I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I, I'm, I think I got a fair price for it, you know, because mm-hmm. I know, because hell, I, I saw, I watched them work on it for an hour. Yeah. And, um, but you know, they, they, uh, it's just, it's just, you know, so there's 130 bucks. You know, it's not something worth pressing charges for, obviously, even if they do find the people. But yeah, it's just, it's just a dumb thing. I just put a police report out there though, just in case. Yeah. You know that they get another hint. When I did see a local down there on the road, an older couple, and the old man knew that truck. And he said, yeah, they're around here a lot. So yeah. they live close. I'll yeah. find them. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's crazy. So that, that is the rant of the day. I hope those people total, yeah. total their truck. I, I hope they get what's coming. But let, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> let's, uh, let's get on with, with some Kentucky hunting. We, uh, oh, I think I've done a, a one podcast, but you and I... You went back down there for a full-on send, uh, mm-hmm. hunting a couple days, and then I uh, ended up driving down one morning to get more scouting and hunting time in down there. But, like, you know, kind of laying this whole thing out, um, and we do have a buck encounter to talk about, yep. which will be sweet. Um, but, like, going into the Kentucky hunt, Dave, something you had mentioned was, one, you're not a huge fan of, of September hunting. Um, no, not at all. Yeah, and just, the fact that we're going south, you, you also said, you know, we are we are getting away from bigger deer. Essentially, it's not yeah. like we're going to Illinois. It's yeah. not like we're going um, maybe Indiana, Wisconsin. You know, the, those kind of places tend to hold probably a touch bigger caliber deer. I'm I'm the uh, you know optimist. I'm always thinking positive. Um, well, Kentucky has good deer, but yeah, but I don't. I, I think you know uh, as as a whole, Ohio probably has better deer. Yeah, yeah, and maybe, you know, depending on piece, numbers can change and, and caliber, but yeah, that was, now, now you had brought up a very good point, and we had really good weather for this hunt, you know. Yeah, we it was had, a little chilly, yeah. Yeah, we had temps in the, the 40s, upper 40s overnight, and, and then into this, I think, mid to low 70s, and, and you you said, you know, in general, most times, the you know, that's 80 degrees, you know, and hot and humid, yeah. and so you're not a huge fan of this early, mid-September type, type hunting. No, not at all. It's just, it, you know, it's just, it's just a lot of, a lot of foliage on the trees, you know, a lot of just heat and sweating and, and everything just to maybe get a crack of something the last half hour of daylight for the most part when it's mm-hmm. real hot like that. What about the, the fact? The mornings, you know, are hit and miss. Yeah, yeah. Um, you can get lucky in the morning. Yeah, but it's, uh, yeah, I like to scout in the mornings because it's so much cooler, you know, yeah. th- th- this time of year. Um Going down there, did you have sort of a goal in mind? Were you gonna shoot a doe? Were you um, looking at what kind of caliber of headgear were you looking at? Um, I guess um, if I had to put an inch mark on it, you know, I'd say like like a good one fifteen or or bigger. You know, mm-hmm. um, I you know if you know you go in there hunting for the big ones. You know, I'm not like going to try to shoot a one twenty, but that would be my. I'm going to try to shoot the biggest one I can find. If one twenty walks by, I'm going to shoot it though. Yeah, you know you don't, you know you know I, that's that's something I've always you know I think I heard it somewhere and I'm like yeah that makes sense you know yeah I'm not going to hunt for the one twenties even though I'll shoot a one twenty that's not what I'm going to chase after, 
Um, Dough-wise, I don't know. I, I was kind of hit and miss on a dough. If it was like a for sure shot on a dough, I didn't want to have to shoot a dough and do the whole like track all night, drag it out forever, make a whole excursion out of a out of a dough kill, you know. Yeah. If it was like a 20 and under chip shot, you know, I felt really confident. It was open and clear. I got a good shot out off at her. I would have definitely shot a doe. Yeah. But I'm not going to like like squeeze one in at 30 through a window in the brush at a doe and then end up liver hitting and having to hike back in and do all that track job and stuff like that. Yeah. When I got time, you know, that's just that just kills so much time. Right, right. Well, and I had uh I ended up kicking some does up Sunday morning and uh I had a fluff at like 15 yards and I really did, I, I didn't want to shoot it and then I get a text from you. You're like Dude, shoot it. We got a deer cart in camp. And so I was like, okay, that makes sense. Because I was looking at the map, too. I was like, it's pretty flat. Like, yeah. you know, it might be a longer drag, but it's pretty flat. And so I was definitely thinking about it at that point because these, uh, I kicked up some deer. Was they, it a yearling or a year and a half old? Oh, I would say maybe a year and a half old. Uh, she didn't have spots, but the head looked small and like the group of four split. They, they weren't really sure where I was. And she ran to like 12 yards and I'm on the ground. <laughs> And I like crouch down and the uh, the bigger ones are kind of out there at 40. And I'm like, well, let me just play this game for, for 10 <laughs> minutes. And, and then when I see the text, we got a deer cart in camp, shoot that doe. <laughs> I was like, all right, Dave. Yeah. Well, you get a lot of tags in, in Kentucky. Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah that's and really in Ohio, we can only shoot one doe on public land. Or we can only, yeah, we can only, yeah. only get one. Doe. And you got to fill it. Before but, the end of the first gun. Yeah. Before the end of the first gun season. So, yeah, we are a touch limited. And, and that was something I was hoping to find with going to Kentucky. One, I'm getting away from a significant amount of people. Their people population density is, is definitely below ours. And yeah. I would say from what I saw, uh, stands in the timber, less hunting pressure. I did, I, I did see a lot of people. I saw a handful of groups of hunters and stuff for sure. But um, with, with the acreage of the piece, it was not that many people, you know, in hindsight. Yeah. Yeah, so TBD, um, and, and and you know, as far as this adventure goes, we actually um, got a, a a message from the former O Town guys. Now the the Venari effect, and Nick in particular reached out, and uh, he had put some pieces of where we might be going. He wasn't a hundred percent, but he was pretty sure. <laughs> And uh, so he reached out, and we're like, well, shoot, Dave's essentially going to be camping solo, which not terrible, but also not ideal. Yeah, yeah to be, I brought a book, if that says anything, <laughs> you know, which I don't read, so. <laughs> yeah, so, so we linked up with, or you linked up with them, and I think that added a, a nice encounter to the, or nice encounter, nice, like, contribution to the trip a little more yeah. camaraderie more eyes you know well and i wouldn't have been able to, i would have lost a canoe <laughs> we'll get to that story so yeah let's i i guess yeah talking about losing the canoe um yeah. you would pick the spot on the map yeah and it looked awesome but i did express some concerns because you were taking my canoe yeah. so yeah i had a spot where i was um canoeing i had about a mile 1.5 1.6 Across the lake, canoe, yeah, canoe trip, and then, uh, then I had uh, to where I was, I was going backdoor into this piece where the closest access to that piece from that spot would have been like a mile and a, it was like a mile and a half back if you were to walk it. Mm -hmm. So I was backdooring it on the canoe access. I had some ag fields. Um, North wind allowed for better entry. Yeah, 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 exactly. Because anybody who came in from the road had the wind at their back the whole walk, basically. Yeah. So I was like, well, I'm coming in. I got this north wind. I'm coming in from the south, and I should be able to slip, slip in here, and I got the river as a funnel. And plus, when I got there, it looked even better because when I got in there, there was like a cove and like a um, like a like a deep cove that went like way like up into the woods. Making that a was like pinch, real, you know, yeah, right, real like stiff, like real steep 20-foot rock walls, basically. So, the, you know, so I kind of worked my way up that until it, until it kind of had a flatter spot where I had three or four trails crossing that cove going from the public to the private where the private had fields on it. And I was like, this is perfect right here. I slipped right in here. I didn't put hardly any ground sent down. I just backdoored in here. Yeah. Good wind the whole time, you know, perfect. And, um, I was feeling really confident about it, actually. Um, now, we got to back up just a smidge, because you called me as soon as you landed the canoe and said, I can't get this canoe out. I got to figure yeah. something out. Okay, Maybe so, I'll leave it and come back tomorrow. I don't yeah. want to mess with it in the dark. Like, So I get to the ramp. Yeah, so, I, so I'm, I'm heading north on the uh, on the uh, creek, you know, and it's 
And I, I, from the map, I assumed it would be flowing north to south, but it wasn't. You know, I just so it was flowing the opposite direction I thought it'd be flowing. And my intention was to just, you know, use a trolling motor or paddle and and figure out how to, my way to get upstream to hunt, and then I could float it back down to my truck in the darkness. Um, and so that wasn't the case. So I'm like, well, crap. And now, then I get there and the river's high. It's flowing pretty good. A lot more than I thought it was going to be flowing. Off and the I'm lake like, or whatever. Well, let's see really how it goes. Up. Yeah, I was like, let's see how it goes. So I get out there and I, I test it going upstream with the trolling motor. And it is, I'm not moving very fast going upstream, put it that way. <laughs> but I thought, you know, maybe if I just like hug the banks and stuff like that, I can get back to my truck later tonight. So, and I was, I was confident about the spot. I kind of really wanted to get in there. So I was like, well, I'm just going to send it. And I went for it. And, um, yeah, so once once I got on the river, I, I quickly realized, yeah, I'm not going to be able to get back to the boat ramp. So I'm going to have to go to the, another, another put-in spot that, which that's is somewhere else. Five miles, six miles away. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. So, but I was like, that's fine now. I can just float it down. Um, so I get in there to the spot, yeah, and then uh, I beach it. Everything goes good, and I'm sitting there hunting it, and I'm like, spot looks great, you know? So, um so when I got to camp, there was Easton and his girlfriend there from the Venari Effect, and and Nick and um, the, 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 one of their other buddies was was coming down a little bit later, and so I had talked to Easton about where I was going, but I hadn't talked spoke with Nick at all yet. Mm. So I get in there and I'm hunting, and um, as I'm setting up the camera, I get a doe that comes by at about 25 yards. And I'm like, okay, that's that's good news, you know, good to hear. I, it wasn't the best shot. I didn't want to shoot it. You know, it was early in the hunt. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to pass on this doe. But they're up, you know. Yeah. And then I had another doe come uh, come by as well. Could have been the same doe, maybe not. I'm not sure. Um, kind of came from the same area. Because it was a cooler day. Like, we kind of yeah. had a, a cooler front come through for about three days here this yeah. last week. That temperatures were, were comfortable. There wasn't a lot of humidity. Like, I do think those deer were moving. Yeah. Yeah, it looked good. I was pretty confident, you know. And then, um, and then I see some guys coming through the woods at about 6, 6.15, you know, later in the evening. I was like, ah, you know, of course. And I'm starting to look at it, and I'm like looking through the binos, and I'm like, that's Nick. I'm like, I'm <laughs> damn, what's the chances of that, you know? And so uh, I'm whistling. They don't even see me. They get to like 20 yards and don't even see me, and they're 100% going to just keep walking past me. And I can't whistle well, so I'm like, shh. <laughs> like trying to whistle and then like finally I get like a halfway good one out and uh and they hear it and they stop and they're like looking around and I'm like <laughs> like waving my hands like I'm like hey I'm like I'm like Nick <laughs> trying to like whisper scream at him you know and so he comes over and he's like well that was a heck of a way to meet you for the first time uh and they were like super sorry and stuff like that but I was like it's cool dude it is what it is I was like, um, let's figure out a plan from here because we got an hour and a half of daylight still. Mm-hmm. And um, and uh, at this point, they had already they had already walked up on another guy too, so they were kind of like trying to get away from that guy, and they ran into me. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a little bit more people in this area than I thought. Um, so I was like, okay. Uh, so the, where where they had been, we kind of talked with them, looked at the maps, and they ended up going to like an, another like kind of field area that was even further back. And, um, and then I ended up crossing the river, going to some other stuff and, um, they ended up seeing a, uh, decent buck that night. Yeah. Like Pope and Young level. Yeah. And then I, um, like I said, so I got back in the canoe and I just crossed the river back to the side of the river that my truck's on. And I just went straight across. And that was a fight just to go straight across. Oh, to, to <laughs> literally a couple, like 30, 40, 50 yards uh, to, yeah, to get across. Because I was drifting so far. Oh, my gosh. And uh, and there, were, there was like a little beach spot, like I was kind of where I was shooting for. So I had to really play into the drift. Yeah, it was, just, it was, kind, of, it was kind of funny. But uh, I made it across, beached it up there. Um, now I start poking around. I find some really good buck bedding and stuff. Or just bedding in general. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like some real tall grass stuff that's like, you know, chest to head high in areas with like a couple, with like little pockets of uh, of little trees and bushes and that's stuff. That's the you stuff know? I love. Right because, there. you know, because it's, like, it's, it's cleared out underneath that stuff. Mm-hmm. And you poke in there and there's always bedding in there underneath those little brushy. If you got that tall grass stuff and you got little pockets of, of big, bigger, woodier trees, there's always beds and stuff underneath them and rubs on them and stuff. Yeah. Which I found and I was like, sweet, perfect. Um, I kind of know where I want to come back in the morning and maybe try to catch something coming back to bed here. Sure. 
And I, I jumped a single deer that night as well. Okay, is that the the small buck? I got notes here. It, no, I jumped a small buck the following day. From the same area, though. Could have been the exact same deer. Sure, sure. Um, so then I kind of hoofed it back out to my truck. That was like a two-mile walk back out. In the dark, headlamp. Yeah, and then I didn't have my I didn't have a good headlamp either. It was very dim. Oh, oh no. Yeah, it was enough though to like see my feet, you know. So it worked out. But you know, it, I don't know. It's in Kentucky, you know. They have bears. I don't think there's bears, you know. Who knows where where the bears are at in Kentucky? But I was a little bit concerned. Oh yeah, and you talked. <laughs> we about, don't have it in Ohio, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, you, you talked <laughs> about like yeah, I, I don't have a gun in camp either. Like you know, like <laughs> yeah, I didn't think about it. You know, I'm just. I don't know. In Ohio, we don't have anything that can really kill us in the woods. Yeah. It's not that scary. Maybe a poisonous snake here. Yeah. Very rare, even that. Yeah. Those are rare. So it's kind of like, I don't know, it's a little different going down there. And um, so, so yeah, so I get back to camp. And the following morning, um, Nick comes with me. And we we, so we drive down to the, the other boat ramp that's like six miles away and drop my truck off. Then he drives back to where the canoe's at. And and driving like country roads, these these distances around pieces, like this is a, this is an yeah. event. This is probably like a, I think. Yeah, we got up early. Yeah. Yeah, like it, <laughs> it, this is some driving going yeah. on. Yeah, we got up early. So when we drove my truck down to the boat ramp, that was when we seen the dog. Okay. So there's a dog at the boat Saturday ramp. morning. Saturday morning. Yeah, there's a dog at the boat ramp, laying in the grass, like curled up in a little ball, and Nick didn't even see it. He walked right past it. And um, so I'm like, there's a dog. And he's like, what? And I was like, yeah, come over here and look. And so we went over there and looked. And um, this dog's like shaking, like kind of terrified. Like we was like, we didn't know what to do about it. But there was another truck down there who had like a dog sticker on his on his back window. No, sure. I'm like, maybe this guy's just got a really good trained dog who just told it to stay and it stayed. I don't know. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. We'll be back here in, you know, a handful of hours. I'm sure it'll be gone. So we go, and we, we go for a hunt. We ended up, so so we we walked in pretty far, and then we hiked up a straight, straight up a mountain, 200-foot climb, right to a saddle that was um, in relation to, like, an upper field that we thought they were feeding on, and then those beds that I found the previous evening. Yeah. And I was like, well, we'll sit a saddle at daylight, might get something kind of crossing in throughout here. And maybe heading to bed, maybe going to bed on some of these different points, etc. Mm-hmm. Not a bad dart throw to go sit a saddle. Yeah. Didn't see anything. Went and checked that field that we thought they were going to be coming from. And that field was not, had, had um, nothing in just, it. Just, had nothing in it, basically. Uh, it had like just been tilled. Yeah. Or disc or whatever. I don't know. I'm not a farmer. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, so I was like, well, crap. You know, so that, so that whole set was kind of a bust a little bit. Then we, we poked around, found some actually really good, um, like, ruddy spots, more like um, transition areas and terrain features and stuff. Um, Did you have good trails? Like, yeah. I, I felt like I was finding good yep. beat-down trails, yep. but, like, I was looking for tracks, looking for poop on them. Yeah, I didn't find very much poop. And, and yeah, I wasn't finding that kind of stuff, and, like, you and I kind of determined later that... You know, we don't hunt a lot in this, what we'll call September 10th through the 20th. Like, yeah. our opener traditionally falls somewhere 25th, 28th. Yeah, basically October 1st. And, and, yeah. yeah, yeah, pretty much October 1st. And, you know, we kind of just came to the conclusion that these deer in, in that mid-September are just not traveling very far at all. No, and they're feeding on, um, like, very specific things. you got to find where they're at, yeah. basically. you got to find where they're feeding at right then and there. Um. So, yeah, so we found some good, like, potentially, like, spots to mark to go back to, to, like, rut hunt, you know, mm-hmm. um, some old scrapes, some, uh, just more, like, terrain transitions, you know, that are always good for a rut. Um, had kind of head back to one, down towards the canoe, back to where I found them beds at. Previous night, we jumped a solo, a small buck out of one of those typical bed spots in that tall grass. Um, and I'm like, yep, you know, so small buck, any sort of frame, four pointer, six pointer, just very saw, barely saw a glimpse of rack. Okay. It was pretty quick. Okay. Um, but we didn't, we didn't bust through it all. You know, we didn't, he was on the, we were, we were kind of on the outskirts of it, kind of just walking to the canoe and, and, but he was on the outskirts of that bedding piece. I kind of want to dive back in there at some point later in the year, potentially, or, you know, or next year or whatever it's been marked, get the canoe, make the run back to the boat ramp. Dog's still there. Okay, and how many hours later from this Noon. morning? So, so we you saw him, him at four or five in the morning. Four thirty, yeah. five o'clock, and then it's noon. Had moved a lick, same spot, curled up in a little ball. 
terrified, trembling, you know. Um, we, we start to examine him a little more. Um, he's got a couple wounds on him. Mm-hmm. We thought he might have been shot because the way the wounds, the two wounds lined up, yeah. looked like maybe had like a pass-through. Yeah. Um, so we take him back to camp with us. Um, and um, we we just give him some food and water and stuff like that. And he, he literally turns around and turns to a better, like a whole new dog, like next day. Yeah. Just with food and water and, you know, the whole nine yards. Um, to just go ahead and wrap up the story on the dog, um, Easton, his girlfriend, took him home and to the vet. And uh, and they got him kind of on. So it ended up being two separate wounds. He, he wasn't shot. Yeah. Um, he's Which is crazy. He's he- healthy for the most part. Yeah. The vet flat out said he's probably been fending for himself for years from the looks of him. Yeah. <laughs> years. For a long, he said, well, I think it was a quote was for a long time. Okay. Um, he was, he was thin, but it wasn't like crazy malnourished. Um, and, uh, so he's probably an older dog, like eight ish, you know, some yeah. kind of hound of some sort. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone lost a squirrel dog years ago or something. I'm not sure what the deal was. Yeah. And, um, he, uh, so, and we did find a home for him, which is crazy. Uh, a couple hours ago. Yeah. Um, Zoe, in Zoe. the White Toe Experience, uh, Lonzo, his mom is actually going to take him in. Yeah. So she, she lives kind of on a farm and, you know, it's she has another, she, down there. yeah, she has another dog that's, uh, I think a couple years old and, and, yeah. and so they're, they're going to go live the farm life and, yeah, uh, be perfect home for him. Really. Yeah. So kind of crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so that all worked out there with the dog. Uh, so so we're at Saturday afternoon. Okay, this uh, is the meat and potatoes right here. The, you know, yeah, let's so get... Saturday evening is when I got. I kind of want to go back in near where um, near where I was in the morning. Same kind of piece, because what I have found is what I thought was an access road is not was was not an access road. Yeah. So sometimes that's like very tough. Like even even the pieces here. Sometimes you know they'll throw up a gate or. Um, They'll close roads and and uh, access can can be something that even on a map looks plain and simple. But until you drive the whole piece, and that was something you almost oh gave me a lecture on on what was it Friday when you were down there, you know you were driving this and you said hey did you see all these campsites or did you see all these <laughs> dudes over here setting up a what looks to be a camp? I said no I, I got in the woods and, and you're like well you should have drove the whole piece <laughs> yeah well also you gotta drive around a little bit I do drive a little bit and uh but this one road that we thought was an access road um that would have made a large area of the piece very easily accessible very easy to hunt was not accessible it was had a gate I ran into that in Indiana uh, so so I've seen that yeah. firsthand too so that in my mind opened up a lot more doors for me to for an area to hunt to get away from people. Yeah, so it's like a mid change in your e scouting, really. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so I went in there and I was my my goal was to get back towards um, some oaks, try to find some oaks that they're feeding on, uh, preferably like white oaks, obviously. Um, but weirdly enough, here in town, I've like where I work at, you know, there's deer everywhere. Yeah, giants. They've been I've when I've been seeing deer, they've been eating the crap out of the red oaks. Right now, really, very weird. Yeah, <laughs> and there's white oaks around, you know, and then they're literally like going for the red oaks, which I thought was the opposite of what they do. This yeah, summer. I thought the the when the red oaks dropped with the acidity and, yeah. and stuff like that, they, got, they like, needed the tannins. Yeah, them, right? they needed to like essentially do their thing on the ground before they became real palatable. Yeah, I have no idea why. I don't know what the deal is. Mm. <laughs> so. Okay, so you were looking for oaks. Yeah, you find them. Um. Yeah, so I, um, like I said, I accessed this piece um, from his long walk, um, and then I never did. There was these, there were certain fields that I could find that you could see, like you know, if you're looking at an X, and you're flipping to it, you can see all these different fields. But you don't know what they are till you go and look at them. Um, I went and looked at, I checked out a bunch of these fields too, kind of as I was working my way through. I'd kind of take a detour, go check out the field, walk, you know, see if it was something they were using, and like three or four small fields they weren't using. Yeah. And I was like, okay. I'm bailing from what I was going to do. I need to go find some oaks in this area because there's no people in this area because I'm, I'm, I'm so far, I'm, you know, I'm over two miles deep at this point and I don't think there's anybody back here. So I need to find the oaks cause I know that's where I'm going to find a deer. I end up going and I, uh, I cut a big track and I'm like, okay, now I'm in the game here. So yeah. let me start, you know, slowing things down a little bit. And so, and then I kind of start poking up on this, uh, this little bluff. 
And it kind of has like a little shelf about um, like a third way up. Not third way from the top, which is like normal, typical. Mm-hmm. You know, your infault's like a third way from the top deal. This is third way up from the bottom. There's like a little shelf, and I found a really good uh, bed, like a really good bed. And um, and they kind of like looked down, and they had like some honeysuckle brush behind it. And I was like, you know, this is kind of a perfect little setup here. And I got the track right down below. So now things are starting to work out a little bit here. I'm, you know, things looking good. And I kind of keep working my way up a little bit. Um, and um, I, I find some oaks with some like turned up leaves underneath them. Mm, um, okay. It wasn't destroyed like like turkeys destroy stuff. Right. It was um, just kind of tore up a little bit. Like I was like, that, that I was pretty confident that deer were feeding on the oaks in there right then and there. Um, so then I'm just kind of standing there. I'm really with this. It's really slowed down at this point. I found a good track. I found some fresh oaks. I found a potential buck bed, um, and I found some old rubs near that buck bed too. Okay. Some pretty good ones. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, one of them was pretty had some 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 dings on it and stuff pretty high. Yeah. Well, and you remember I sent you some videos of my prior scouting on the piece where I was like, you know, these are old rubs, but. Yeah, these are clearly better, you know, bigger caliber. Yeah. Like like a, a basket rack didn't make this. So I'm, I'm yeah. pretty excited about what I'm seeing. Yeah, none of them were fresh. I didn't find any yeah, fresh. Yeah, I rubs. didn't find any fresh rubs in all my scouting. Yeah, neither neither have I. Um, I think Nick said he saw one. Yeah, or one or two in like one little spot. Yeah, right. Around, I think it was right around where they saw that bucket. So I haven't seen I any here, and I I poked around a little bit today. They've seen some up at their place. Hmm. They can um, cover some ground probably if they got any sort of four wheeler or pass. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, I haven't. Okay, back back on topic. Yeah. So, so I'm kind of just standing there at this point, you know, because I do I do that a lot. Like, <laughs> you'll catch me in the woods. I'm kind of walking through, and I will just stop and just like think, look around, looking at my phone, looking at the maps, you know, looking at the different terrain that's around me, and then I'll just stand and I'll just stand there for a while and just not move. And um, as I'm doing that. I see some movement probably like 25 yards in front of me and and it's a deer and I'm like okay there's a deer right there and I have a tree probably like a foot to my right and I kind of just like slowly like slide back behind that tree mm-hmm. and I knock an arrow real quick and I'm kind of peeking around the tree and I'm looking and I can see the deer but I can't see what it is it's like a little there's like a little like a little dip. Big body, can't tell. Couldn't just tell can at see. All. Okay, because I hadn't heard this part of the story. Yeah, it was thick. You know, I just saw like legs, you know, yeah. and then the body, the underside of, the, you know, the uh, body. And then and then it kind of like went down and just looked a little dip a little bit more. And I just, I couldn't see, I couldn't see anything. Um, and then it kind of just like disappeared. So I'm like, well, it's kind of like a little dip there. Maybe it just worked off. Maybe it bedded right there. It just, I'm like, I don't know what it's, what, what happened right now, but there's no more deer there. So I wait, I probably stand there for 15 minutes or so, um, thinking about what I'm going to do. Then I'm like looking where I'm at and I'm looking for trees to hang in. Cause I'm like, well, maybe I'll just hang here. And then I'm like looking around, seeing what trails I got, what trails I can shoot, etc. And so I see a tree probably like six, seven yards away. That'll work. And I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go to that tree. And I'm gonna hang in that tree. I take my time getting over there. And, um, I go ahead and hang in that tree and I, I did it real quietly. Um, I'm still at this point. I'm still not convinced that there's. I'm, I'm still thinking there might be a buck bed or a deer bedded 30 yards away from me. Yeah. I, I really don't know. Um. And um, so I get up in the tree, and I'm kind of liking my setup too. I'm like right on the oaks. When I get up more, I could even see more trails. I'm like perfect. Like it's kind of like a little, little knob that kind of has like a couple little, um, little little like drainages coming off of the ridge line, but they're they're like soft spots in the drainage that mm-hmm. meet where i'm at on that knob where the oaks are at and they're feeding i'm like this this looks pretty good yeah setup. you got some terrain you got habitat you got a few yeah. things working for you tracks visual sightings like yeah. it sounds like this is a great recipe yeah and then i had that potential buck bed that was like kind of be like a little bit below me but behind me and then like up up above me there's a field up real high of like grassy stuff and i know like in this in the past experience when you got those high grassy fields I've always kicked deer off of the edges of those, mm-hmm. just you know, and then they'll just like bound down the hill and be gone in two seconds, you know. So I, I've always kicked deer off the edges of those high fields like that. So I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm assuming there's some beds up there or some bedding up there at times. I'm like, I kind of got potential from both areas here. And uh, so I go ahead and set up, and um, I don't see anything until it's probably like 
6.30, you know, and I see a deer coming up the hill from where I saw that deer at before. But it's kind of coming up this weird little finger off to the side of me um, that's it's working up, you know. It's not coming up the main area. It's kind of working this little tiny finger. It's hard to, it's hard to explain what it is. But then there's like some, in between me and that finger, there's like a like a row of like some honeysuckle. And I'm like, crap, you know. And I look and I'm looking at the binos and I see like, I don't know, you know, a eight inch, seven, eight inch G2 and four or five inch G3. And I'm like, good enough for me? Like this bell on the see, you know, like <laughs> I'm probably going to shoot this deer. And so I'm, that's when I'm like, the camera's on, tactical's on. I'm kind of getting ready. I'm putting the point camera over there and I'm ready to go. And it's kind of working with that finger, and I'm like, crap, you know, because it's starting to get towards that dust time, and I know my thermals, you know, I've been throwing milkweed the last, you know, hour here and there, and they were kind of drifting towards where that deer was walking towards. And I'm like, come on, just turn and come over here and eat on these oaks. Just turn and come over here and eat on these oaks. I know that's what... How far is he at this point? 50? 35. 35, okay. And then um, I'm like, if he just would turn and come to the oaks, you know... It'd be perfect. It wouldn't catch my scent. It'd be closer perfect. shot. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and then he kind of works up a little bit more. And um, he probably gets to potentially under 30. And thing is, we you know that honeysuckle kind of grows up to like eight feet and kind of curls. Makes like tunnels and tubes. Yeah. If I'm on the, if I was on the ground there, I probably could have shot him. Yeah. Even where my camera was at, where it's like down lower, like on like, I'll, like I normally hang my camera arm pretty low, like my thigh area. Yeah. It's like, my camera can see him pretty well. Like we have, I got footage of it. Yeah, my we'll be putting together a video for, yeah. for YouTube. My camera can see him half decent. Um, potentially would have had a lane if I was where even where my camera was, and um, where I was facing, it was kind of like back to my right. So that's kind of like a pretty tough spot to shoot, you know. Mm-hmm. Anyways, and my camera arm's right there too. So I would have had to really pull off some magic to even potentially get an arrow over there. Yeah. Um, but the whole time I'm kind of hoping he's turning, going to turn and come to me. And then I'm looking on that finger he's on. There's a down log, like a large one, like a, I don't know, three feet tall, tall log. Sure. You know, like a whole, like a huge cobweb or something fell years ago. Yeah. And um, and he's, he's heading right for it. And I'm like, I, and I know he's going to turn now. Like, yeah. He, he's, you know, and, and the way he kind of came up at an angle, if you were to turn the opposite direction, that'd be kind of stupid. That'd be kind of where he just came from. Yeah. So I'm, I'm like, I know he's going to turn and come to me. And he just took a couple, too many steps and just got my scent and just looked up and kind of froze for a minute. Then he kind of just took a couple bounds off. You know, he didn't really, he didn't booger out of there real hard. Yeah. But he got my scent and took off and I'm just like, "Ah, you gotta be kidding me, you know. You know what this. a shooter under 30 or 30, under 30 yards potentially, you know, second night, second evening there. God bless my dog. Um, (laughs) I apologize. but Wes. Uh, anyways, this, this, this reminds me of a, um, instance I had a couple years ago where it's like, look at like those three or four details that, okay, you picked a tree six yards to the left or whatever originally. What if you would have picked the tree nine yards to the left or eight yards in another direction? What if your stand would have been angled 40, 50 degrees different or 90 degrees different on the tree? What if you were down a foot and a half in that tree? Yeah. Like, there was like three things that just didn't go your way to have a buck in killable distance in a killable situation that just inches of bow hunting. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You did so many things right, and yet he won. Yeah. Well, and even if like, in, in like even, even in, I was, yeah, I even thought, because I, sorry, I hunt with a uh, saddle as well, you know? So I was even thinking that scenario like, if I was hunting with a saddle, would I have been able to get that shot off? And I'll, I still wouldn't have been able to, you know. Mm. I would have you just saved just... us a bunch of comments on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, I would have had <laughs> a saddle. Just, I should have shot him with the saddle. Yeah, I would have had to have been uh, like cause I said from the ground. I could have shot him. Yeah, but from the ground, you know, he might have got my scent a little easier. You. Yeah, he might have cracked and drawn. Um, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. He might have been bedded. He might. That might have been the deer I saw earlier. He might have think... been bedded forty yards away the whole time. Yeah. You know, I have no idea. Chances Very, are kind of high. I mean, I saw that's right where I saw a deer at yeah. a little bit ago. You know, unless he just kind of mingled around 50, 60 yards and then kind of mingled his way back up two hours later. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I remember you were texting me and uh, 
one, I was just super pumped um, because that let us know visually. Because obviously we're talking to everybody that we see on the piece. We're trying to look at it analytically. I think if you listen to the prior podcast or my last YouTube videos, like I was a little discouraged in, in, in the lack of deer I saw, but very confused on the good sign from, from last year that I was seeing on the piece. And, and looking at it from a... Um, habitat uh, perspective i was like dude this looks good you know here's what i'm seeing like i was a little discouraged and you having that encounter was such a morale boost for me to to continue to work at this project uh, on this particular piece because i might have pulled the plug and 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 gone somewhere else but i think after all the scouting that we've done at this point and the information and 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 I, i think at this point that literally proves it and i think it's super cool that in you know, two to three days, you, you get, uh, and keep in mind, Dave, you said, Hey, I had a one fifteen er at 30 yards. And then I, I looked at the footage and the buck could be one thirty. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. He That's... could be low thirties. He's got good beams. Like, yeah. like he might be bigger than we think. Maybe. Yeah. I don't, I, I couldn't see brows or anything like that, but the, the cage, the beams and the mass on the, on the cage definitely make, like if you just said, Oh, I, I shot a one thirty two tonight, like I would not have been surprised after looking at that footage. Yeah, maybe. We'd have to see it. Yeah, that's you know, you don't know. And you also don't want to be the guy that said I seen Giant and he's hundred and twenty five inches. I get <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, uh, I, yeah, it does kinda of suck, you know, but it's it was kind of like yeah, I I guess I wasn't too beat up about it because I felt like I did something good, you know. I was able to get on a buck my second evening there in range you know yeah just hiking in and finding sign and setting up on it and hunting it yeah um but at the same time you know like you said like that close to killing one is it's kind of it's kind of disappointing when you do all that and then you got him right there and you still can't get it done you know mm-hmm. um it's kind of like you know and then now you know as this whole time afterwards i'm sitting there thinking now i gotta freaking walk two and a half miles back you know and i'm like you know disappointed already yeah then as I'm climbing down, I got multiple groups of coyotes starting to just rip off. <laughs> and I'm just like, you know, like there's multiple groups. Like there's probably 15 to 20 coyotes, it sounds like. Yeah. I mean, maybe. I, I mean, I don't know. Like so there's multiple groups of them. I'm like, this is crazy, you know. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's and there's something about, um, you know, it's a different state, you know. So I'm out there walking in pitch black dark in unfamiliar territory. Um, you know, I know where I'm going. Because, uh, well, Onyx has that, which is nice. They got the, has the track feature, you know? Mm-hmm. So I ran that to my whole way in. Yeah. And then on my way back out, I'm able to use that track because... That's a, that's a pro tip right there. Yeah. Because <laughs> if you're going somewhere new on a scouting adventure in the evening, yeah. you can see what you're doing versus when you come out with a headlamp yeah it's it's definitely more yeah. it's 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 a, it's not as easy to navigate and like and even real obvious things you think like oh i just gotta go up this hill and through that drainage and you're back out to yeah. the to the trail it's like in the dark there up the hill through that drainage isn't that simple yeah little decisions <laughs> you make with with uh, visual you know you can see blowdowns you can yeah. see the best tunnel system through the honeysuckle yeah. definitely like if if you're kind of going somewhere on a freelance style evening hunt turn that track feature feature on even if you only use it say for a couple hundred yards and then you turn it off because it, it becomes easy again yeah it's definitely worth oh um, i needed it where i was at yeah yeah that's a that's a pro tip right there it's not the most like accurate at times, so like it it pissed me off a few times because I was walking back out looking at the track thing, and then it would like lag, and I would just kind of keep moving like okay I'm good I'm good you know I think I came through this way because like I said the last like probably uh, that the last I mean a good ways of that walk there was straight just kind of brush stomping you know just kind of but you said mm-hmm. you're in the daylight so you can kind of weave and bob through stuff and you can kind of figure your way out of it you know it's 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 not precision accurate. So yeah. I definitely didn't hit some of those same trails and I definitely did a little bit more brush tromping than I wanted to to get out of there. Sure. But, um, you know, but, you know, but I could see, oh, then it would like reload after it lagged. And I was like, wow, I'm 20 hours to the right of that where I came in at before. And then I kind of get back over there. And I'm like, okay, this is a lot easier of a walk. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was in the honeysuckle patch there for a second. And then, um, so then the following morning, um, I'm like, okay, that area I talked about before where you cannot access it and there was a gate there, I can, um, I decided to go in there at that gate and kind of go back into the same area where I saw that buck, 
but because we talked about it. Yeah, you, know? you were gonna throw a dart, and I said, "Dude, you you just seen a good one. Like that's a try to go back in there. Yeah, try and go back in there. What's the worst that can happen? And at a minimum, you're gonna be scouting, and I'm in a totally different area, so we're kind of getting eyes in two separate areas. Yeah. One, he didn't like. I didn't scare the crap out of him. You know, he didn't. Like run I don't know if he got like just like a. He didn't like get my scent like. Like a bow hunter in a tree ten yards away, kind of thing. Like yeah, and like get shit out of get, yeah, get out of here. He maybe just he caught like, an extra ground scent. Got a whiff of something yeah. that wasn't just right, and just didn't really know. Um, you know, and it wasn't like a it was it wasn't no five year old buck who was like you know all you know old old and wise. You know, mm-hmm. it was it you know I don't, he could have been two, could have been three. I don't know, but uh, so he got a whiff of something is all I know. So I was thinking, you know, maybe he's going to come back into this bed because you know he kind of got boogered up kind of late. You know, you know, maybe he's going to try to sneak back into this bed with with the daylight and kind of, kind of J hook into this area a little bit. So I came in from the from a different angle, and I kind of got set up on at the top of a hogback. So that that kind of like a um, something that would force him to potentially loop in there a little odd, little 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 more awkwardly. You know, where he yeah. couldn't do a full J hook like he would want to. You'd have to kind of jot around that real quick first before he was able to fully scent check his area. Um, if you ever talk to, if you ever hear um, Adam Hayes talk, he speaks about that a lot. You know, having those deer basically finding it because they, they always want to walk with their with their nose to the wind and they want to be able to smell where they're going before they, especially before they bed for the morning. But if you have like a feature that just Forces slightly them deters them. yeah. Even if it's just slightly, you know, for the most part they have their winter nose, but they got to go up around this hogback or they got to go up around this, you know, fence or whatever it may be. Yeah. You know, it's like they're a little bit vulnerable in that one spot. Yeah. Heath Sisk is a guy we need to talk to because he, um, he broke down his, his buck kill or whatever. And, and I was asking him questions about, hey, like, you know, setting up on these J hooks, like, how are you picking the right tree to, to be in that killable distance when he does come back through. Yeah. And he had some good information. I think you and I should jump on just a, a quick three-way call with him because yeah. um, that'd be a good conversation. But uh, but that was my mindset. I was like, you know, if he's bedding in this area, you know, I kind of got like a little pinchy type of spot right here, and the wind was good for it. Um, and plus I'm kind of backdooring it, you know, because, because, you know, I came in and out the same way the night before. So, you know, he might... He might have smelled. He might. He might. You know. He might have rummaged through there after I left in the darkness and kind of smelled. Okay, that guy came in here. I'm going to be watching this this path. You know, type yeah. things. So I kind of maybe try to trick him and come in from the backside. I don't know. Sometimes you get. Maybe I'm thinking too far into it. <laughs> you know, I'm like, oh, I'm trying to trick him. You know, he thinks I'm going to walk in this way. I'm going to come in the other way. You know, you little joker. But at the same time, you're like, well, it's just an animal. You're thinking too much. So yeah. I don't know. But that was my thought process. I was like. You know, I gotta try. Yeah, you gotta try something. And then, long story short, didn't see anything. And I was in Oaks. Yeah. And I was 100 percent gonna shoot a doe. Yeah. So I was like, you know, even better, you know. Because I had come down, so we had two people to help kind yeah. of get them out. And then so, um, you know, and you can't hurt, you can't hurt to be in Oaks this time of year. No, no, I think that change is is official as of like what? Well, I jumped that big group off a of big oak flat. Yeah. Big oak flat. Did you man. see what they were? White oaks. Yeah, they were white oaks. Um. And it was it was something that I had walked by a decent amount of oaks and and even my trip before I'd walked by a decent amount of oaks and wasn't finding them or wasn't kicking deer off of it and then all of a sudden I'd come up this ridge and that's where they were. Um, I did see a deer in the dark, but I don't think that deer was was uh, oh by some oaks. I did a little investigation on that deer. I, I saw you went it. Back and looked. Like well, no, this deer like I can see eyes right, and it's like probably thirty ish yards at this point. And it's, uh, I think it's laying down in like a nighttime bed. And I'm like, does it have a rack? I was like, if it's got a rack, maybe I'll just post up here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It just, yeah, act like you just lay down real quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so I actually moved closer to that deer. I got to like <laughs> 20 and it's looking at me and I just white beam, you know, and yeah. I, I don't see a rack or nothing. Uh, and I just decided to move on and, and continue my mission. Oh, yeah. Also with that evening hunt too, another thing that. So I'm up there hanging. I'm, I'm sitting in the tree, you know. And behind me, I'm, I'm hearing, like, big limbs cracking and stuff. Like, big limbs. I'm like, what is going on back here? And then I'm hearing, like, like I swear it sounds like like monkey noises. Yeah. And I'm like, what is going on in Kentucky? Like, there's monkeys back here just tearing down tree limbs? I can't figure out what it is, you know. Just weird little noises. And then, like, 
just big limbs breaking. And then finally I hear one, it's like, fall, 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 fall. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, it's damn turkeys roosting back here. Oh, okay. And then I actually am able to see one fall come down from the roost. And uh, I had walked right underneath them that morning because they were right back where I came from. Yeah. So I, you know, and I think were, if you go in early enough, you can go <laughs> under turkeys. I literally there was I, probably twenty of them that dropped down from the roost. And they yeah. were breaking all kinds of crap. I mean, they were not, you know, they're not gentle. No. Things when they come down from no. the trees. <laughs> no. So Dave, I think uh, I think this is a good conclusion on the the Kentucky hunt. The early season sits a buck encounter on a new piece after a few hunts, a lot of e scouting. Um, I think it'll be a, a cool video for guys wanting to get better and, and kind of look like, you know, you do this video that's coming out is going to be a little more detailed to the process. Yeah. But the individual that clicks that video is going to get a full full array between the, the series that we've done so far. But um, I think I'm definitely going to throw another, I'm, I'm for sure going to throw a rut hunt there. Yeah, my uh, dude, my wife works the, uh, the early muzzy season. That's fine. <laughs> I'm going to go back down there. I I, th- I think there's a good chance. I literally marked a scrape. I said I'll be back here for the early month. Yeah, I, October seventeenth. I I said, man, if it rains or something, this is where I need to set. Yeah, I might try to make it for that. I don't have muzzleloader. I'll just take yours since you're not going, obviously. Yeah, clearly, <laughs> Dave always takes my equipment. But yeah, no, uh, guys, uh, the Ohio season is is days out. Um, we got to beat on a few bucks for sure. From, yeah, from, from from some glassing, some trail cam pulls. Well, and then you, you so you decided to come to Kentucky Sunday morning Instead rather of, than pull some cameras. Yeah, you seeing that that beggar buck kind of fired me up. And then you found the doe group, you know. You yeah. had you know yeah, so it wasn't a bad hunt for you. No, and I got I, I I think I ended up walking two two miles or something, three miles, kind of back in some further ridge systems. Yeah, just learning. You found know. that scrape. You said. Yeah, I, yeah, I did mark two good scrapes that like if I ever wanted to deploy cameras or the one I would definitely hunt because of where it's located. Uh, it you can kick. I I do believe you'd kill a buck off it. It's it's yeah. near cover. It's at the end of a point. It's at the right elevation. There's a good. Uh, Military crest trail coming in and out too mm-hmm. uh, of the area that, yeah that that area I was going. Is it about, low or high? Uh, it's perfect. <laughs> it's perfect. It, it's it's in the upper third shelf, clear cut. Like it, there's a lot of good things going on there. And then you got to play that thermal battle all crazy either. Yeah. Well, you got a gun. That's the equalizer and all that's this. That's true. Yeah. You know, you can cover some stuff. But um, Dave, any concluding thoughts that you want to throw out there before the opener? Any bold predictions, goals? Um, predictions are um, I'm going to get my neighbor on his first deer this weekend, hopefully. Yeah. He's just getting into hunting. Um, he's 35, wants to get in, wanted to get into hunting. Yeah. Um, so I've kind of been teaching him ropes. I've given him a bunch of just free gear, just a bunch of old stuff I don't use anymore. Um, and um, that would, I think that would be really cool to get him his first deer. Um I think he'll be really excited about that. I mean, you know, I'll be just as pumped too because I'll be with him. Yeah. You know. Um, you you know, taking I'm, your bow too? Yeah. What if a 130 walks in? You know, I don't know what I'm going to do. I think I'm, I'll probably just let him shoot it still. Okay. And then, 160? <laughs> yeah, I think I'll just let him shoot it. <laughs> you, know, you, know, you know, and then where we're going, you know where we're going. Where yeah. We're planning on going. I mean, that's very possible. Yeah. And uh, it'll be cool if, if he shot a giant. I mean, I guess... It'd be spoiled, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then, uh, but like, because we might be able to double up, you know, because because I want to fill my doe tag this weekend for sure. It's gonna be warm this weekend. Mm-hmm. We don't have that good of a bead on a buck, um, in order to like try to line up some patterns. Yeah, um, it's gonna be warm, and then the following weekend is actually predicted to be cool. Good. Yeah. So I think in this weekend it'd be more doe mission, um. I would, no, I wouldn't say doe mission. I'm going to hunt for bucks. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm going to go near where I think I can shoot a buck at, but I will shoot a doe. Yeah, I think I'm going to go <laughs> to uh, the most visible buck we got on trail cam. I'm going to yeah. start trying to you know, piece that puzzle together, even if I just end up scouting. That's fine. Yeah. Um, and then I think I am going to utilize one of the mornings and get the rest of the big wood stuff pulled. Yeah, I'm gonna try to do that too. Um, yeah, you know, I I think I'm gonna scout hard this year until I kind of start feeling some confidence at, at a buck, and then uh, yeah, I'll definitely start picking up my hunting more on that October 15th time frame. But here we you know we've we've scouted enough. We have some pretty good beds that we've seen through through. We've even confirmed some of our buck beds for mm-hmm. multiple years in a row now. 
Yeah. Um, I don't think they're bad darts to throw. No. If you want, if you kind of want to set up on what you assume to be their exit route, um, just blindly um, in the evening, I don't think it's a terrible idea. Yeah, on, and we I, probably got what? Maybe we, we might have like five of those. Sure. I, I wish I had different notes, but, like, I don't know. I wish I would have labeled more of those seven, six out of ten buck beds based on some of the uh, discussions with Jake Bush. Well, because then you can scout your way in, then you find a big track or Yeah, or yeah, like I just, I, I think in years past, I, I just didn't mark them if they were six out of tens. Um, but that's going to change. Yeah, I, I plan to scout, and, um, you know, like you said, we know these bedding areas. If I catch some, some big rubs, big tracks then then the game is on you know then i have the confidence to go in and hunt those areas a little better so yeah that's kind of kind of my goal this year and we've always uh kind of evolved our in-season scouting game that's been a focus point for the last two to three years really yeah i plan on hunting indiana too okay i think i'm just going to get the archery tag and not the bundle yeah because i could shoot four deer in kentucky Mm -hmm. so i don't need to get the bundle and if i'm with and then and another reason for the bundle in the end it would be because I could gun hunt there. Sure. Um, when you get the bundle, you can hunt all seasons. Where you get the archery tag, you can only hunt just archery, but it's half the price. Yep. But I'll probably just do that, and I probably won't go there until rut. Yeah, you got a pretty good rut spot out there. I got a lot of them. Oh, yeah, that's mainly... That's where we spent the time out there, too. Yeah. Like, and then, our... you know, when you're scouting, like, in, in the postseason... You know, I feel like that rut sign kind of pops out to you the most yeah, when you're scouting. Yeah, that's where you leave the pins. Yeah, yeah, you know. So I think I got a lot of rut locations out there to hunt. Um, but I might go out there, you know, mid-October. I think I got more chances of killing a buck here in October in Ohio. Oh, yeah. I would, so I, I think that's, that's going to be my you know, goal. Yeah. So goal would be to kill a buck here in October in Ohio. Kill one... Um, and then start going to Indiana, Kentucky, and killing another one. Yeah, I'd love my sister to get a deer, but she's not shooting her bow, so that makes that goal a lot harder. Well, you got open day gun season. Just make sure she can go that day. Yeah. And then I think we got a couple areas that we've done pretty well on open day gun season. Yeah. And then um, I would like to kill two bucks. I would. Yeah. I, I don't care how, where, you know, I don't care if I shoot a big buck off my family farm, eighteen acres, and then go somewhere and shoot a Kentucky public buck. I'm gonna hunt Illinois. So, as what's well. your? Are you shooting? Are you shooting a one twenty in Ohio? Uh, Knowing that you can go hunt other states, is he wide? <laughs> That's the thing I ask every time. No, I I, I would say. Would, so we're looking at your wall right now. Would you shoot? Would you shoot that buck? Uh, the one on the right. Uh, yeah, the one on the right. Yes. Not the one on the left. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about the one on the left. The, the one on the left's got tall tines, but he doesn't have brows, and he's kind of. He's kind spindly of spindly or, yeah yeah so i kind of think yeah i i i still kind of would like to shoot a oh a 125 8 a, a mid 30s 10 is kind of the the ohio bar i think um and if i eat a tag i eat a tag i've, I've had a couple i've had a good run um i think uh kentucky standards are, are we'll just say minus 10 inches what i just said and illinois standards are probably 10 inches bigger but it changes if you if you get a buck down to, to, to get that goal if you shoot bucks, like that yeah. one, if you shoot like a 130 here in Ohio yeah do you go to Kentucky and shoot a 115er or do you hold out at that point because you've already killed a 130 yeah I don't know drag outs are tough <laughs> I want to make it count I don't know and then killing two or two, two killing two 130s on public in a season in two different states I mean that's that's, that's a, pretty good too that'd be a statement yeah all right, Dave. Well, I think we're going to wrap this one up. Guys, I appreciate you tuning in. We also have started a Patreon account. Um, oh, yeah. we got to plug that. Yeah, if you want to look <laughs> us up there, we got some uh, stuff in the works to give those guys a good kickback, some 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 giveaways probably, and you know who we work with, so uh, there yeah. can be some pretty good gear there. Um, so I think that's what we're going to do there and, and, and kind of, you know... The, the the brand what did we say we were doing quarterly giveaways probably do some quarterly giveaways you know it could it, i wouldn't put it past us to throw some custom gear in there yeah and then um, we'll, we'll definitely figure out some um some kind of exclusive content we got a few ideas yeah i thought about doing like a midwest whitetail like almost weekly uh adventure stuff lower edited production and then the patreon can the patreon people once they are a patreon member can they like message you on the side is it like a private group uh dude i don't know i spent 20 minutes on that thing 
you know, oh, uh, WE, we got some shirts we're working on. Like, I would I would think uh, if we got some Patreon guys, I could get those guys the gear at cost. Yeah. Um, the and then we can, stuff, yeah. yeah, and then we can, uh, we work with, with a few companies like Nomad. We could probably get some discount codes yeah. and, and grow that. Um, XOP as well could be involved there. And that could be some nice little budget items, yeah. you know, for, for some guys. But Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, we'll do the quarterly giveaways. We're going to figure out exclusive content. And, um, and once you become a Patreon member, you can maybe even message us and um, ask us if there's any exclusive content you'd Dave's like to gonna see. going to get a bunch of e-scouting questions. <laughs> breakdowns yeah he's got this piece he is good at that i mean clearly i think the uh sometimes no sometimes i, I go no. in there and it looks it looks like crap i think if i had to play the, the two skill sets i think you do much better at e-scouting i think i'm somebody that kind of relies a little more boots to ground but all right guys appreciate you tuning in uh thanks for listening team hard earned bucks we're out and the season has started let's get it